My name is Elizabeth Bailey. I'm a first year at Randolph College and currently my major is undeclared. Before I start my podcast, I just want to give a general content warning for sexual assault, abuse, and discussions of slavery. My discussion will focus on a piece called Untitled, selected from a series of work called From Here I Saw What Happened and I Cried by Carrie Mae Weems. The specific work in this set are not given unique titles, but they are each more easily distinguished by unique engraved text and subject. This piece in particular I chose to focus on is a chromogenic print of a relatively young African-American woman who was naked from the waist up. Around her hips is a skirt of sorts made from a large section of cloth around her and tucked at the waist. She's positioned frontally in the image with a blood red background and the words and a photographic subject etched into the glass atop the photo itself. The piece is located in the permanent collection of the Mayer Museum of Art at Randolph College, where it hangs next to others from the same series. The piece is large and imposing. The woman is near life-size, staring out at eye level. Carrie Mae Weems is an activist artist who creates art that is meant to spark discussion or evoke an emotional response. She works with multiple mediums, though she is well known for her photography. She also utilizes various other mediums like fabric, audio, video, and text to create her art. Williams wants to spark a conversation with the viewer. Her art starts the possibility of further research into the topic of her work, while doing so in a much more subtle way than a protest sign or research paper. While discussing her artistic process, Weems says, I have a sense that you'll be more willing to enter the terrain and ask the difficult questions once you're there. I think a certain level of grace allows for the entry. It's the sort of interesting that I work in this really down and dirty way, and yet the work is quite exquisite. It's really nurtured and cared for and tender, but getting to it, doing it, is really sort of rough. I'm just interested ultimately in the emotional terrain the beautiful surface and the emotional terrain, and that I get close to the emotion that I think the work is about and allow the viewer to experience at least some element of that along with me. End quote. All in all, Weems wants emotions. She uses her work as an avenue through which to bring some sort of feeling in order to engage with her viewer later on. This is her method of activism. Weems is a prolific artist, and she has created many works, like Sea Island series in 1991 to 1992, which shows her experience as an African-American looking back to Africa and their culture and traditions. She celebrates African culture, the mystic traditions, the generational stories, and the culture at large, And Weems is also a folklorist, so she uses her art as a means through which to convey her knowledge of folkways, as in the Sea series, as well as the Africa series. Consistent throughout her work, regardless of medium or subject matter, however, is the emphasis on emotions. And I think it's really quite clear in the work I chose to focus on. In simplest terms, Untitled depicts an enslaved woman whose photo was taken for supposed research purposes. With that said, I want to make it clear that this description does not in any way adequately represent the undercurrent of feeling conveyed through this image. When I first saw her, I was immediately drawn to this woman. She holds her head high, 
yet her sorrow is evident in her eyes. This piece reaches into my very soul to call upon my very humanity. We are given access to such a vulnerable photograph. This woman's breasts are exposed and she's given only a loose fabric draping as a skirt. Her modesty was fully taken from her. We read her facial expressions, her furrowed brow, the pain and strength in her eyes as she stares into the camera. She presses her lips together in a stoic line. This woman is hurting deeply as a result of the inhumane treatment she has been forced to endure at the hands of her enslavers, yet she radiates strength. The power conveyed through this woman's photo is palpable when you walk into the gallery. The series itself tells an important story of injustice and undertold medical history of this country. However, I want to discuss a portion of medical history that is more loosely tied to the image. The subject of this photo, who has since been identified as a woman named Delia, who was an enslaved worker in South Carolina, inspires discussion around the topic of motherhood during enslavement. It's evident in the way this woman's breasts are shaped and how they are covered in various stretch marks and other physical indicators of the fact that they nourished many children. This woman's face looks quite young, but her body is aged far more heavily than her face. The years of forced labor took a toll on her physically, of course, but pregnancies that she endured under such harsh conditions also likely caused the aging that is evident in the photo. She has loose skin and stretch marks that are recognizable as signs of pregnancy and motherhood. This woman's image also evokes the history of hundreds upon hundreds of women who were enslaved in the U.S., their experiences with motherhood and pregnancy were fraught with stress and horrific treatment. An enslaved woman could be forced to have a child as a result of increased demand for additional people to supply the slave economy after the transatlantic slave trade was banned. Before this, enslaved women had an incredibly low birth rate for many reasons, primarily that they lived in such a horrific circumstance that they didn't want to bring another life into the world. It was so notable that Northern abolitionists used the low birth rate as evidence of the inhumane treatment of slavery. This low birth rate, however, did not last. After the import of African slaves was banned, white enslavers realized that they needed to find another way to continue the growth of the enslaved population. They did so by forcing women to have children by raping them themselves or forcing a sexual relationship between two enslaved people. These women could not consent to a sexual relationship with any of the white people who held positions of authority over them. So any of these relationships which took place between them were simply rape. Forcing slaves to have sex was also rape as neither party could actually consent to the sexual relationship given that it was promoted by a person who held great power over them. The push for the increased birth rate led to white slave owners to go to so drastic measures in order to increase the fertility of their female slaves. They sent slaves to so-called doctors like J. Marion Sims, who performed excruciating ex experiments on enslaved women under the guise of making advancements in the field of gynecology or to quote-unquote cure them of their infertility so that they could bear more children. 
In addition to the physical abuse that these women had to go through, they also had to deal with the physically taxing nature of pregnancy, coupled with the physical burdens of their work. Additionally, women who used methods of contraception or abortifacients were liable to receive punishment for these actions. Then, to make things worse, these women had to deal with the immense emotional turmoil surrounding motherhood while enslaved. They had to watch their children be enslaved and tortured or sold to other plantations far away from them. Their familial status was a vulnerability which the people in control took advantage of. The ever-present threat of a familial separation was used in order to keep slaves from disobeying their owners. Enslaved women had to deal with the added burden of caring for white children while their own children were being left in the care of someone else. They weren't allowed a great deal of time to properly bond with their own children as they were constantly caring for white families. With all of this truly awful experiences, it may seem as though motherhood was utterly undesirable to enslaved women. However, enslaved women were human, and due to their humanity, they felt an innate pull to have a familial bond. They would have felt the same yearnings for connection and maternity that any other human being is capable of. Weems used appropriated photographs from Harvard's Peabody Museum in order to create her art. She enlarged the original daguerreotype photos and then incorporated them into her own work in order to speak out against the dehumanization of enslaved people. The engravings over top of the images speak of the identities given to African Americans during slavery to replace the ones which they were stripped of. In creating this series, Weems caused quite the controversy with Harvard over the ownership of these images. They argued that they were the rightful owners, thus they should have say over image uses. While Weems brought to the table a discussion over many questions which had not previously been addressed on a large scale with the public. Should anyone have ownership over photographs taken without consent of the people who were forcibly enslaved? Do descendants of a, photo a photograph subject have right of the photo? Can colleges keep stolen images in their collections? All of these questions and more came to national discussion with the press surrounding the controversy. Weems said, Harvard University was going to sue me once for using the images of slaves. And I thought, this is really fascinating. I think that you should sue me. The issue of who owns rights to these images of slaves would be a very interesting thing to play out in a public debate. You may be right legally, but I think that this perhaps also a moral question. And maybe we should talk about the moral questions that surround your issues of copyright of these particular images, end quote. Weems' choice to include text atop the pieces adds additional meaning to the piece and sheds light on the major issue with the cultural understanding of enslaved people. They were seen as a caricature rather than a multidimensional human being. This view has led to harmful stereotypes that have proliferated our contemporary society with ideas like mammy figures. Weems 
uses the piece to call out the use of black bodies as photographic subjects as they were forced to have their photo taken with a myriad of experimental exposing and other unjust manners. To end, I hope that you have learned something about this piece and the complexity of motherhood during slavery. I think it's a vastly underrepresented and under-researched portion of history, so in viewing this work in the gallery, I knew I had to take inspiration from this powerful subject to share that history. It's a massive history that could take up an entire hour-long podcast, so I hope that this far shorter episode has inspired you to do further research yourself. Thank you for listening.